Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. We are back with another great episode. Back to back to back to back. You can just ensure that you're going to get another good episode from New Hope Underground. And we have a great interview lined up for you today. I'm here with Steven Anderson. Hey, what's Steve? What's up? Hey, Darren Hanson. How are you? So do you prefer Steven or Steve? You know, so interesting. Um, You know, I was Steven my entire life until I left my parents' home. And then suddenly I'm Steve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my dad was Edward his entire life, or Eddie to some people, and until he left home, then he was Ed. I got you. So it's, it's kind of like your formal name. Yeah, my is uncle Steven. Was, was Robert, and now he's Bob. You know, I got you. It, but when you get to friends and everybody else, they want to be more informal. It seems like that. Yeah, I go back and forth. I call you Steven, Steve. You know. So do we call you Dare? Or? Dare, Darren. <laughs> hey, my, dude. Hey, it's better than what my parents would have named me if I was a girl. What was that? Darina. You know, they were what? still going to go with damage. Is that an A on it? You know what? Come on. Technology has improved. My parents <laughs> were going to name me Emily, and they were a little surprised um, when I was born. They thought you were going to be a girl. My name was supposed to be Emily. It's very clear. Wow. Well, I'm glad they didn't go with like Emil. <laughs> <laughs> very French. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very French for a uh, uh, obviously, you know, German, Scandinavian area such as Stuart and Strasbourg. I am a North Northern European descent. And wh- no now, where were you born? I think I was born in uh, Mattoon. Oh, were you, Sarah Bush? I'm just sure I was. And but you 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 lived your whole life, and basically, I mean, Stewart's in Effingham here, right? Yeah, I mean, until I was 20, um, I went to Lakeland. So you know, I was in the out of the farm and lived in Champagne for four years for U of I, U of I, and then um, you know, I've mostly lived in Illinois. I mean. I think I said, you know, I lived very briefly in India um, for one summer. But yeah, I've yeah, lived working in over there. Yeah. You worked for the Indian government, right? Uh, I was doing research. Doing uh, research. Graduate research at a, yeah, like a government research facility. Sounds very exotic for uh, people who were dumping water on plants and seeing if they'd grow <laughs> at, a, at a secret government yeah. research facility in India. Yeah, I kept thinking maybe you're in the UFO business or something. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, not so much, huh? Uh, but you would have had some cool stories, but that's all right. Hey, um, the reason I have S- Steve on today is because we're 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 kind of going through this series called Battle Ready, and uh, with our in August here in 2023, and we are interviewing some people just about their stories when it comes to how it reflects some of the values that we have as a church. You know, three things we're all about when it comes to church here at New Hope is we want to gather intentionally, uh, grow mutually, and uh, go missionally. And we're going to talk a little bit about what those mean, you know, over the course of the series and that kind of thing. Uh, and we, we and you're going to hear about it a lot, actually, I, I think, uh, because what is it? The question has been, and, and it's been real interesting because a lot of us on staff gotten together for like last even four years now talking behind the scenes just about what is church exactly why why do we do church you know what is it all about what does the bible say you know let's get you know back to the basics and i think that study and discussion has been really really good but it's also kind of hit us in the face with oh my gosh you know we've as an american church we've become kind of complacent and kind of consumeristic you know the way that we we view things and uh, it's and it's easy to want to go to church and not be the church 
And that's not, the view of the New Testament is very, you know, be the church. But there's still an element of going. You know, I understand, like, we gather together. Uh, but gathering intentionally it doesn't refer just to Sunday morning, but it, but it, it is a big part of it that we gather together to worship Jesus together, you know, as a community, a Christian community, but also that we gather with, you know, friends, family, people that are believers in Christ, that we can uh, help strengthen each other and hopefully even reach other people for Christ with our friends, with our friends, to our friends, if that makes any sense. So anyway, I asked Steve to come in because, and he's one of the main interviews we're going to have. I am the main event. Yeah, you are, August 27th. And, this podcast, yeah, this podcast <laughs> will be going out the same day, so you'll be able to, you'll see, uh, you'll see Steve on the screen, big screen on church, August twenty seventh. Then you can listen to this full interview, so you get this, get a snippet of snippet of Steve. Yeah, that kind of it's alliterated. It's pretty cool. Consonants. Yeah, I, I remember my eighth grade <laughs> English teacher's uh, lesson. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Glad you remember that. <laughs> important things in life <laughs> that's right so i was kind of curious can you give us a little give us a little bit you know just your background and you know i know i know you come from a christian family uh but i'm just i'm just curious like every one of us i come from a christian family too but i can tell you like certain times in my life where things got more real for me like there's something happened or you know i, I can tell you certain times in my life where i just felt like okay I feel like a light went on, and I've, I feel like I'm really following Jesus now, even though I've been a Christian in, in name, but not necessarily in practice. And I'm not saying that that's you, but I'm just curious if it, if you have anything like that, that you can just tell us about your Christian faith for the years. Yeah, I grew up in a great family. You know, my parents are fantastic. My siblings are fantastic. Um, they're not perfect people, but they're, they're wonderful people. Um, they try to get it right. You know, they put in the effort, and uh, I was really fortunate. You know, um, I talk, you know, sometimes with, you know, some of the people I talk to and, you know, we try to keep it real. We talk about some of the hard things in life and, right. you know, a lot of people have had some really rough experiences. Right. And I, I've been so lucky, you know, I mean, I had a, you know, I was never cold. I was never hungry, you know. Right. Um, and so that was good. Um, that was fantastic. And, you know, you're, uh, I think I said earlier, you know, I grew up on the farms, you know, so you get up every day and get your work done, you go to school and get your work done, do your best. And, and my best was good enough to go to engineering school. I was really fortunate. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was so interesting, you know, again, you, you know, you, at some point, uh, in your life, you know, you leave your parents home, you know, and you, you get a job or, or you, you go on to further schooling, you know, and sure, I, sure. I remember at the time, um, not really being sure what that was, but I look back at that now, and I always kind of divide that into thirds, right? I mean, it's like one third, you're getting older. One third, you're kind of living on your own, right? And right, one, third, right. one third, you're like learning things, right? From your job or from your school, like you're learning new things. Right. And that's a time of a lot of change. Yeah. And uh, for me, that was a time of uh, a lot of change, you know, culturally, because I just grown up on the farm. Um, I uh, had a chance to travel abroad and, and do a bunch of interesting things during that time in school. I had fantastic teachers. I had a really good group of friends that we still stay, to get, stay together, stay in touch with each other uh, to this day. Not as much because we're, you know, in the family stage and, and busy career stage, um, but, but it's good. But travel, man, that just it opens up your world, you know? Yeah, right. Um, I, I, th- I think we use some words um, in our culture uh, 
like sort of out of out of place. And and one of the words that I think that we don't maybe like grasp onto enough is like, you know, America has such a large culture that really mm-hmm. drives global commerce. You know, we're a large country. You can travel in this. You could spend your whole life traveling just in this country. Right. Um, you know, and, and like, like I, I hate to say the word ignorant, but like in many cases because of that, like we sort of have a bias for our own culture and we're ignorant of a lot of the other things in the world. And, and it really does, right? Travel broadens your horizons. Um, it, it makes you think about things differently. I lived in India one summer where it was 120 degrees. It had just done the afternoon monsoon, so it was 95% humidity, mm-hmm. and the power just turned off. Mm. So, I mean, if you think it was hot here at the end of <laughs> June and in early August, like you're 25 degrees, not not very hot. You know, Death Valley has very little on um, there because it's nice and dry there. It's not very humid. Um, you know, that will appreciate teach you to appreciate paying your electric bill. Oh, I bet. I bet. So how did, I mean, how did that time of life when you're basically in college, right? Yeah. You're doing a lot of this traveling. Uh, how did, how, where, where was your faith at then? I'm just curious. I don't know that I would even say it was, had been so much assailed as just sort of, um, and not replaced, but, you know, you just have, you're just, you're just trying to do all these of the new things and try to figure out all these new things. And I just was not as focused on it at the time. You know, I, I, some of my friends, you know, we, we went to church. We weren't super involved in the campus church. We go, we went to church, you know, I'd come home and go to church, you know, you're, you're serving in some capacity, but it just, it didn't seem like it was as central. You know, I just had so many things going on and, and I mean, I'm about to have a baby, like uh, already it is shocking to me how many thing, new things are going on. That's like, right. I'm Steve really, and his wife are expecting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, November. Um, talk to me now because it's going to be real interesting <laughs> talking to me for the, the first two months after yeah, then. Um, yeah. You might not see me as much and I may be moving really fast in a direction. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I actually uh, look up to so many people that I have talked to over the years that like, you know, have made time. Um, you know, when, when they have like busy family situations or busy work situations, like as good role models yeah, to try to, to try to, you know, we talked about gathering intentionally, you know, made time to come to the meeting, took time after the meeting to talk to people, you know, followed up with people. How are you doing? You know, I mean, that, that involved a sacrifice on their part and, and they had a genuine belief in the importance of that. Right. So, you mean, I guess for me, I mean, I, I look back and my life and I go, okay, I had my, my times when I was younger, I felt like the faith was always there. You know, it wasn't like it left me. You and I are kind of similar in that, in that way, but it wasn't a priority necessarily. Like Jesus was there. I felt like he was a priority, but my life, my calendar, my pocketbook, none of that really reflected him as a priority. Yeah, Shelbyville has this thing called the Forge, right? And I, like, I'm an engineer. I'm a farm kid, and I'm a guy, right? I like like watching like uh, Forge and Fire, or whatever, on TV. And like you think about, like there are times when you're being hammered on, you know? Yeah, you're being heated up, and you're being hammered on to forge you into what you need to become. And there's times when you're kind of being the you know the metal's cooling off. And I think that was a time when, you know, I thought I was being hammered on, but I really wasn't. I just wasn't as focused. Yeah, and and there are seasons in life, and that was a season, and that was fine. Um, also, it turns out that I uh, had like a non-cancerous tumor, endocrine tumor in my neck at that time. So that probably affected actually how I was thinking a little bit. Um, you know, you can't really ever go back and figure out those things. 
Sure. So I had one of those taken out when I was 25. And then that whole thing kind of repeated last year. I had one of those taken out last fall. Um, so, you know, I wasn't like sick, 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 but like a hundred years ago, like, well, I, you know, probably wouldn't have made age 30, um, you know, cause of medical advances and you just wouldn't have known. Sure. You just wouldn't have known why. So, I mean, you feel like, I mean, all, not only with uh, those experiences, I mean, a lot of different experiences, you feel like your faith is, hasn't really gone away. It's, it, but it's grown. Yeah. Yeah, you know. How, how has New Hope kind of helped with that? I mean, just coming here. Is he, I mean, because, I mean, you, you've been here for what, three years, you said now? I, yeah, I think I've been coming like really consistently for two years. I think maybe three or four years I was kind of coming a little yeah. bit and trying to get yeah. a feel for what was going on. This kind of opened up some new relationships for you. I mean, you and I would have met probably and some other guys I know you, you, you get together with quite often. I'm just, I just really want people to hear like, how have you grown specifically in Jesus because of, you know, just being around other Christians? Yeah, so I was uh, scared to death, right? Because I was born in a church and went to that church my entire life, and that was the way that it was supposed to be. And yeah. and how would you know any different? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, cultural. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that church. I just you know right. you you have you have you have a experience of one, and that's the only thing you know. Right. And. You know, I was in college and everything was transient, right? I'm here for a while, then I'm moving on, so I didn't get real invested. Then I spent five years moving around the state of Illinois for, for my engineering job. And again, sort of transient, you don't get real invested. And, you know, I, I'm close with my family. I could come home many weekends. Um, and then I got married and my wife and I were trying to, to find a church. And so, again, like we, we just tried several different churches to try to find the right fit for us and... and uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, like I said, I came here and I'm like, oh, this is the hippie church for the hippies and the, the crazies and the long hair, long hair people. <laughs> that, that's a reputation. I, I don't know if it is for you. It's just, that was just my word for it in my head. Oh, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, other people say we're a hippie church. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. That was, just my, word, that was just my word for it. Just your word for it. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And, but uh, you hadn't heard that, have you, you hadn't heard to hear something then previously before. Yeah, so, so Seth Schuler was in my high school, right? And so he was kind of involved okay. here, but I didn't really know. So exactly we'll blame Seth because he's a hippie. Is he like younger than me, right? So <laughs> I just kind of knew he was here, right? Jerry was my guidance counselor, right? They're good people. Yeah. So you kind of had some connection. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I, I, mean, I, I knew that your church was here and some people I knew came here. Um, and this was, I don't think these, this was even the first church I went to when I came back. I just kind of made a list and. Yeah. Engineer, right? Methodically just go down the list and, you know, looking for something, you know, trying to find the right fit. And I mean, I still remember the conversation my wife had and I, like we got in the car and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Coffee so in the, different. Coffee in the sanctuary. Coffee in the sanctuary. Yeah. It was so different than what you were used, used to. And your, yeah. your wife was, uh, was probably in more of a liturgical higher church we call yeah so my wife is uh had had many catholic experiences right yeah um through private school and private college and and teaching in private schools um you know she's she's steeped in that tradition right so how how you know being here and uh now again i'm kind of repeating my question but how has it really grown you in your in your in your faith with jesus yeah, so I think um, the big one is like, you know, when I grew up, like my family was just the way my family was and we were nice to each other and I thought we were fairly nice to people. We, we certainly are not perfect. 
Um, you know, and so it's been real interesting for me to move from like church as event, you mm. know, church mm. is where you go on Sunday morning. Yeah. Church is where you are for an hour or two on Sunday morning. You know, yeah. you go in and you help, you know, you might help fix up the church or clean up the church or, you know, move the pastor in or out or have a potluck or like, but it's like church as event rather than like church as, um, a gathering of people anytime you gather, you know, in God's name or really anytime you gather at all with sort of your intention or your and your group's intention of sort of like yeah, praising and worship and growing. Um, yeah. And do you have intention? You know, yeah. a lot of and, times we just get together, to have friends or fun, but do we really get together with people, you know, to actually iron sharpening iron kind of thing. And it's really interesting because that was the way I grew up. We just didn't have a name for that. Like that was the way my family grew up in many ways. Right. Like that. We just didn't name that, you know? So like in some ways it was very foreign to me because, you know, like the wrapping paper, as I like to call it, was like very different, right? The, yeah. the musical selection, the musical style, right? The order of the service, the way the building is constructed, you know, the way that the teams are kind of built, right? The attire, the wrapping paper that has nothing to do with the core meaning or beliefs. Sure. But when you actually sort of like get beyond that, like, you know, a lot of the conversations you have had, like we don't have the same necessarily uh, sort of spiritual background. Right. We have some similarities in experiences right, and a lot of similarities in um, approach. Uh, right. Right. Um, uh, which has been so uh, meaningful to me. I'm very grateful for those opportunities to discuss these things with you and, um, but yeah, I, I think so. It's like, so it's like church, church, not as event church as like intentional lifestyle and chur- mm, church yeah. as like, this is my daily outlook. Right. You know, and that's not necessarily mean like, you know, chasing people down and proselytizing to them on the, the street, right. proselytizing, right. which means very specifically like talking to them about what, what they should think and why they should think this certain religious way. Convert to your way. Yeah. Yeah. But more like, you know, where are you? How are you doing? You know, what do you think independently of sort of what I think? Like get to know you, you know, and only when you've sort of um, built a shared interest and trust and, re- and a relationship really because you're invested in these people's success, you know, sharing with them just when they share with you, right? Well, what do you think about this? And what do I think about this? And can we sort of uh, learn from each other? And, and that's such a cultural thing, like learn from each other, but like, it just means loving people enough to like, let them have their own opinion. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I, th- I think that, I know that one of the quick question before we move on to another question is I, I know that you've been like, you, you've been involved with like a discipleship group, some guys. I'm just curious as to what that in particular do you feel has done for you? those relationships yeah so we all have um different groups or friends or relationships we build in our life right right and for some people like work is very separate from play and play is very separate from religion and religion is very separate from family and for some people those groups are all together right um and so like in terms of me like for my discipleship group like 
You know, there's things that you don't want to say to yourself in the middle of the night, you know, doubts you have, fears you have, you know. Right. I was talking to my spouse the other day and I was not sure that I was in an appropriate frame of mind, Mm. you know, and it's a group of people that we have agreed at the outset with sort of our sort of rules of engagement is like, you have to tell me the truth. You have to tell me like, am I on track with the way you think that Jesus, like the teachings of Jesus in the Bible. It's mm, good. And if, yeah. and if we want to challenge that, that's fine, but you have to challenge that yeah. based on a Christian biblical Jesus perspective. Yeah. We're all chasing Jesus. Yeah. And trying to lead each other that direction. And so if I'm wrong or I'm doing the wrong thing, you have to come to me and you have to say, I love you and I'm not going to abandon you. Yeah. But like, you know, what you did was wrong or what you did was right. I know you're scared to death, but what you did was right or whatever that the case may be. And that's no, been that's, wonderful. It's, that's great because, I mean, life is hard, you know, and like, and, and trying to be a Christian and follow Jesus isn't easy, you know, because of our, just seems to be our nature to fight against everything that uh, we know is good for us. <laughs> We're also playing <laughs> an infinite game where the scorecard is not really revealed into us yeah, until the yeah. end. Yeah. So it's like, well, you think you're doing the right thing, and how, none of us know. We we have clues. Yeah, and we need people to speak into our lives. Yeah, you know, and need that kind of accountability. Now, I think that's I think that's really really good. I, I one thing I want to comment on, and I, I think people are going to hear me say this a lot in the coming years, <laughs> because I, I I've been convinced of this. You kind of mentioned it when you talked about going to church versus church being a lifestyle or who you are, I think there's, I think there's a reason why we have a hard time uh, moving from going to church to being the church. And I think the reason is because I, th- I think we're, we're pretty much dualist in the way that we think. You know, like church on one hand, life on the other. You know, so I go to church, I can give to the church, I can give time to the church, see what I'm saying, money to the church, whatever, but I only do that according to how much space I have in my life. So I can transfer some of my life over to the church. But, and so we have this dualistic kind of, I think it's pretty common in America. And, and, and not only that, but I think the church is, the American church is probably the one guilty of teaching this dualism. And we need to stop and repent from that because... There's no such thing. The scripture doesn't talk about that. Jesus talks about us denying ourselves, picking up our crosses, following him. He talks about gaining the whole world, losing your soul. He talks about how, you know, you're not fit to put your hand to the plow and look back. You're not worthy enough to follow me. In other words, like church and life is not a dualistic idea, two ideas. It's one idea. And somehow we've got to figure out how to bring that together. But and that's kind of what you're referring to a yeah, little it's, bit. It's hard and it's scary to implement, I think. Oh yeah. Who want who wants to who wants to surrender control? Yeah, no, exactly right. It's easier what to, does our culture teach us about control? Yeah. Get it, get more of it, never surrender it. It's easier to compartmentalize. It's easier to keep control when you compartmentalize. So if the church is over here 
you know, I take it off the shelf when I need it kind of thing. Or, you know, I commit to, well, I go to, I go as every Sunday morning and I go every Wednesday night and I go every, that's yeah. still, that's still you saying, when you make those comments, you're actually saying, well, I've seen how much of my life I'm giving up for the church. And the point is, it's not, you're not giving, you're not supposed to give up stuff for the church. It's about following Jesus. I and, think we all have those seasons yeah. where we're like that. But, oh, well, you'll you know, do, our, yeah. I mean, um, but I'm, I'm just, yeah, how do I we think get beyond that, yeah, I think grow? it's a mindset I'm talking about. Well, you know, sure. it's like, it's not just behavior. It's behavior that is be, begotten by a certain mindset. And I, I need to challenge the mindset. And I, I so I think anyway, that was and that's hard. That can be very hard yeah. to challenge those mindsets that we've constructed for ourselves. And I love what you, I love what you said about that. Now here's, the next question is this is I know one of the reasons I want to talk to you on here with the podcast is because conversation we had not too long ago about uh, how you kind of, one of the things we do at New Hope is, you know, we say, Hey, volunteer somewhere, you know, get thinking about other people, not yourself. And also it'll help you get to know some people too. And, you know, try to build some community and volunteering is a great way to do that. So you volunteered uh, after we had some discussions, you're like, I need to do something. And you started volunteering at the cafe. And I just thought it was funny the way you described it to me. Would you mind describing <laughs> it on air? Uh, what did I say? I don't like coffee. I don't understand why people like coffee. Yeah, I'm not sure why I'm like, I'm not sure why I'm volunteering at the cafe, but, uh, <laughs> but then you went on to tell me why. Yeah. So it's not about the coffee. It's not about the coffee. It's about, um, people who walk in the door who maybe haven't talked to anybody all week or maybe are scared to death to be in a church or maybe you've just had a bad week and they just need someone to come alongside them or maybe they want to share their joy. Maybe they had a fantastic week and they want to share it with the community and their friends. And, and, you know, I think, you know, we don't do a great job of that in our culture either is celebrating our joy with each other. You know, because we don't yeah. want to, we don't want to toot our own horn. We don't want to, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I uh, sort of uh, bumbled into that position. Um, and that's intentional on your part. I mean, it's not like you. Oh, okay. It's not like you're just sitting back waiting for people to talk to you. Right? Oh, well, I, I mean, yeah, I sort of bumbled into that position, but I do intentionally make an effort to, to approach people. And, you know, I'm the six foot five tall guy wearing suspenders. I mean, I, it's not hard to find me. <laughs> I was, can you, do you have any examples of how that's has, how that's worked for you? I mean, just how people have responded to maybe talking to somebody for the first time or feeling like you're, I don't know. I'm just curious. Any examples? I, I mean, we, I think I shared this with you, like a guy popped in here a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was a month ago. I don't know. And, um, I, I, you could tell you was scared to death to be in the church and, Hey, how are you today? You know, go in the sanctuary, sit here, stand here and talk to me. You know, we are, we are here in the name of Jesus, man. So what, what can I, what can I do? And I, I don't know what happened to that gentleman, you know? Um, be, yeah. But, uh, but you know, you want to, Jesus responded to people with compassion. Yeah. Well, so, you know what you feel like? I mean, the Holy Spirit tends to tell us stuff. Like talk to that person or. Or do you, you know, and I wonder how much of that we just pass off. It's like, well, it's just. We're in a society with more communication tools than ever. That's why we're all in our house by ourselves lonely. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. No, it's good. I, I appreciate your time, man. I think this has been good because I, I think the one thing that we want to do with the, 
uh, podcast as we're going through this series two with uh, being battle ready is is to remind remind all of us like what does it mean to to be uh, uh, you know t- to be working together for the sake of the gospel and what what does it mean to be working side by side as a church uh, you know being a church on on mission because that's what Jesus told us to do uh, but also uh, just to be able to encourage each other and uh, to, to gather intentionally, you know, have a little more intentionality about why we gather. And I, I can't help but think that someone told me this once, and I think this is so good, maybe you can react to this, Steve, is that someone told me, it's like, well, okay, going to church is kind of like standing by a fire on a cold night. And the farther you walk away from it, the colder you get. And I thought that was a good way of putting it. It's not like it's not like a, it's not like going to church. Sa- going to church saves anybody, but as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus, you know it says Hebrews ten twenty five. Do not forsake gathering with other people, other Christians, for the sake of encouragement and so forth and so forth. But I I just can't help but think that there's an element to just the fact that we get together to worship Jesus. It's all about Him and not about us. You know that. What a fascinating metaphor about the fire. Um, are we going to carry the fire of the Holy Spirit with us? Mm. Are we going to, like early pioneers or in earlier cultures, carefully tend to that fire? Uh, when we camp somewhere for the night, work together with the people with whom we camp to to keep that fire alive, to keep that fire built up. Yeah, there's so many, so many aspects. Protection. I'm sure that metaphor Are we going to share that with other people? Yeah. Uh, what a fascinating metaphor with fire. It's good, man. Man, we could write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for being on here, Steve. And uh, next, we're, we're going to be uh, talking to uh, the guys that are working with the Forge. And the Forge is the men's fellowship that meets in Shelbyville. They started, uh, these three guys started at Kind of started it up on their own and uh, got quite a few guys coming now. And uh, it's a Thursday morning from 6 to 7. And the reason I want to bring that up, too, is not only will they be our next interview that you'll be hearing here on New Hope Underground, and it'll it'll be up this week, by the way. They're going to be right in a row. Steve here and then the Forge, and then uh, we'll have some other possible interviews. So make sure you keep listening, and some of these things are going to drop pretty fast. Uh, But uh, also want to make this comment that the Forge is coming to Effingham. Too. And Steve and I are both kind of on a team uh, that's helping make that happen with some uh, men's fellowship here on Thursday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. Starting on September 7th, Effingham. We'll be meeting right here in the cafe here at New Hope Church Effingham. And we want to, you know, we're hoping men in our church will rise up, come, and just learn what it means to be, you know, community a little bit together, worship together, and talk together, pray together, but also that we might invite somebody along with us that maybe doesn't know Jesus at all and that we might be men on mission as well. So anyway, that's what the forge is about. And those guys are going to, you're going to hear their story and how that all came about and what they're doing. Uh, but I wanted to, wanted to also kind of announce here too, uh, that we'll be starting one here in Effingham as well. And I hope you, the men that are listening, hopefully here in Effingham will be ready to go. And women, if you're listening, make your husband or significant other uh, come and join us. Anyway, encourage them. Encourage them or make them. 
Yeah, whatever you got to do. I'm really interested in hearing this uh, podcast about how this thing's gone in Shelbyville because I think that's really important and I want to learn. Yeah, it's going to be great. And those guys are awesome. So we'll be having having them on with the long podcast. You'll be seeing a video of them, of course, on August 27th. And you've already seen it if you're listening to our voice right now. And uh, maybe you weren't at church and you missed it, but <laughs> uh, hopefully you'll be able to see it. And, uh, and then, but if nothing else, you'll be able to hear this podcast coming up. So, hey, thanks for uh, joining us here on New Hope Underground. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Darren.